Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Welcome to the Jarjur Brothers podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Son Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjur. And I'm George Jarjur. And we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why. Good afternoon and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching that being said with George and Sammy. <laughs> George, you on the sports <laughs> Sant Live Sports Network. That is Sant Live Sports on tap. Brought to you by Freshly. I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether it be on Facebook.com slash Sound Live, Periscope.com, which is Twitter slash Sound Live, or YouTube.com slash Sound Live Sports. This is Sports Radio. <sighs> Redefined. George needed a quick breath for that one. I, I like the little... <laughs> I have a little bit of allergies today, so it's a little bit harder to talk quick and talk a lot. AKA harder to breathe. Yes. Welcome in to Sant Live. It's brought to you by Freshly today. It's fresh food, never frozen. Do not forget to go to Freshly.com. That's F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com and use promo code Sant, S-O-N-T, $40 off your first two orders. That's $39 for six meals, free shipping on every single one. It's a steal. Do it today. We got a lot on on our plate today. NCAA basketball FBI case. It's right. been an ongoing story, but we finally have some names. And as George would say, Coach K isn't perfect? Question mark. He's not, he's not a saint. But Sammy, I got a real question for you. What's on tap today? I wasn't ready for that. Oh, Give me a second. Right, right, see, I'm, <laughs> we're trying to figure that one. The out. The Cavs fall last night. Their little hot streak is dead. The Warriors roar after their little dull four and four last eight games. They showed. Don't worry about us. They weren't joking. Last but not least, Marcus Peter to the Rams. A nice pickup. Is it Peter or Peters? I'm not Marcus sure. Marcus Peters. I think it's Peters. Uh, not sure. Um, and that's what's on the plate for today. Fantastic, Sammy. And George wants to know what's on tap. And for people that are wondering what that means. <laughs> well, you can, we kind of did just say what's on tap, right? If you think about it. Because you said that's what's on the plate today. You know what's on really tap? No, that's what that's that's our full. That's like the full meal. What's on tap is a you know our little stories. Oh, okay. So the reason we have this name is, Sant Live is our our live section of this you know of this company. But Sant does stand for Sports on Tap. We're always on tap, and we start off our seg- our segment now. Every day we're gonna start off with our What's on Tap segment, which is the little news stories that we might not go too in depth with. Maybe a few minutes on each. Just kind of the headline news that most people don't spend a lot of time on. 
Absolutely. So, Sammy, what's on tap? Ex-Dolphin, yep. Jonathan Martin. And, uh, George, if you want to let the people know, who is Jonathan Martin, if, for those that don't remember? He's the poor old 300-pound lineman who got bullied. He is the lineman who, I'll actually elaborate so people understand what I was asking, is Jonathan Martin is the Dolphins' old lineman who, if you guys remember, Rick, Richie Incognito apparently was bullying, treating him horribly when he was a rookie, which then led to uh, Incognito getting suspended. suspended and then eventually moved on from the Dolphins. Ex-NFL player, who he's not in NFL anymore, by the way, Jonathan Martin, who was at the center of the Miami Dolphins bullying scandal, has been detained by the police today after he allegedly posted a disturbing, not allegedly, I, I saw it, after posting a disturbing photo of gun ammo in the names of his ex-NFL teammates. Wow. The post first appeared on Martin's Instagram account showing an image of a shotgun surrounded by ammunition with the caption, when you're a bully, victim, and a coward, your options are suicide or revenge. This is a little creepy, obviously. It's a picture of a shotgun. Wouldn't he be kind of being the bully at that point? Yeah, but it's either suicide or revenge. Yeah. I didn't say uh, when you're a bully... You're, when you're a bully victim, you're, you're, you're a coward, and your options are suicide or revenge. He had tagged Richie Incognito at Mike Pouncey, a few of his ex-Dolphin teammates, and it is a shotgun with bullets all over the bed. It also has hashtag Miami Dolphins and hashtag Harvard Westlake. He also listed social media handles for ex-Dolphins teammates, Incognito Mike Pouncey. Martin also posted the name of his former high school, Harvard Westlake one of the most exclusive private schools in the country. Harvard-Westlake closed the school in the wake of the threats, telling students to stay off campus in an abundance of caution. Law enforcement tell TMZ the individual we believe to be responsible for the social media post has been detained and investigation is ongoing. Um, the players claim they were just harmless, harmlessly hazing Martin back in the day, but he claimed he was being harassed. This is a creepy moment. Very creepy moment. Um, look, this is not a uh, joke at, by any means, the whole bullying situation in, this war in schools and young people. But in general, how much was he really bullied? Maybe the guy was really weird and it was just you know the normal routine that people did on other players in the NFL. And this guy took it way, way, way to a different level. He's now threatening to kill or suicide and putting a name of a school I don't know if he was bullied in high school as well. I know he went to Stanford. Well, it sounds like he obviously was. He did oh, hashtag yeah. his high school and tag two people from high school. So um, uh, Maybe he wasn't even bullied <laughs> in high school. Maybe he just thought he was bullied in high school. And uh, now he's, uh, I mean, he's saying revenge or suicide. What's interesting is they were able to detain him in time. So he obviously was, suicide really wasn't really probably his biggest option. It was more of an option of going to kill well, people. Or neither one was an option, and this was a seek for help, which is really the answer, I think. Yeah, that, that's a very I good don't point. think anyone would ever actually post a picture of a gun. Uh, remember, he's an ex-NFL player. How many people are going to see his At least a couple hundred people. If he, maybe he's not very famous. At least a couple hundred people are going to see it pretty instantly. Right. If he was looking to actually go kill out of school or kill his ex-teammates or kill himself... I don't think you'd make a post about it. And we've I never, have we ever actually seen someone just say, hey, I'm going to go murder someone and then go murder them? No. no. This yeah, was usually a, not. This, might, this is a cry for help. I think for me, this is, he's either saying, I really was bullied and no one ever believed me and I need help and I'm freaking out about it. Or it's a, I have issues. I have some anger issues. I have some emotional issues. I need help. And so 
overall, if nobody gets hurt out of this, I think this is a positive thing, and not obviously it's not a good post to see. But if he obviously if there's no school shootings and there's no shootings of ex teammates, and he just goes and gets help now, maybe this was a cry for help, and maybe all in all at the end it ends up being a positive thing that he posted because he got the help he needed. So they say when you say detained, he got arrested, or you go to insane asylum. Is there any information on that? Got detained by the police. <laughs> okay, but does that mean he went to? I mean, they could have detained him and took him to a hospital. They could have detained him, taken him to an insane, insane asylum. Just as detained by police. He has been detained by police. All right. Well, uh, that's good. I mean, he's in the right hands, most likely. Uh, I mean, this is gonna be a fluid story. I think more stuff will come out. More details will come out. His intent probably would never come out. Because he's not going to go out and just say if if his intent was to go shoot up a school or shoot up his ex teammates, he's not going to go out there and just say say it blatantly unless he wants to go to jail for a very long time. Yeah, um, and that's kind of my point. I think that's why mostly I say this was a cry for help. Yeah, it, you might you might as well you might very well be right. Scary situation, though. You, I mean, you don't want to see that at the end of the day. Um, now. What I don't know where he lives right now. Uh, I don't know. Like for him to put that up, I mean, does he live anywhere near his ex teammates? Does he live across the country? Like how threatened did Richie Incognito feel? How threatened did his other team ex teammates feel? How close does he live to his ex high school? These are all things I'm interested to know. To know how, maybe if there could have been any validity to his threats, if that makes sense. Yeah, regardless if he lives close or not, though, I mean, he could do something to get closer. I mean, this is why I think it's a cry for help. No, no, I see what you're saying, hundred percent. I'm just saying, if he was, if he lived one mile away from the high school and he's posting that, it's a lot scarier than if he lived in California and the high school's in Connecticut. I disagree. That I think it's more urgent, not scarier, because it's okay, just as scary. It's more urgent, like we have to find him now, compared to we got. But then again. Who knows? You could have family members of Rashid Incognito living near him that nobody would ever even know about, but maybe he knows about. That's a fantastic point. So, I mean, point. all in all, at the end, I think it's just as scary no matter where he is, what the level is. Um, but like you said, I think the better word maybe urgency if, like, if he did happen to live in his hometown right next to his high school. Because then at that point, you're like, if we don't get this guy in the next couple of hours, if he really is freaking out to this extent, yeah. we need to make a move. No, absolutely. Lakers, Alonzo Ball, after... All this FBI probe stuff, right? Comes out and oh, says... okay. After the NCAA FBI probe. I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> no, after. He said, athletes, everyone knows everybody's getting paid. Might as well make it legal. Ball said he did not receive money from agents during his one season at UCLA. He said, my dad wasn't big on that. We just focused on going there and getting out. Um, but he believes they should be played. So a few things to be paid. A few things here. Either a cover up for him being paid, he's just kind of trying to be like, oh, of course. Well, yeah, he's going to come out and say, well, yeah, I was paid. Yes. Or I actually really do believe what he's saying, that his dad wasn't big on that. I, I think can his, see that. His dad, I feel like, as much as people try to make LeVar Ball seem like a bad dude, he's a smart, intelligent man that kind of saw this bigger picture for his kids. I think he's right that he just, his dad focused on getting there and getting out. They're from the UCLA area. They're from LA. That's they got in and got out. What? I, that's how I feel. Too. Yeah, I think he did get in and get out. But he makes a point. Even if, the, if he is a guy that never got paid and he's even saying they should get paid, this opens up the conversation once again mm-hmm. that we've kept opening up and we'll probably get deep into this. Um, 
But I find it interesting that the more and more you ask the players, which I feel like that's the best source to usually ask, yeah. the players do think they should be paid, which usually means, in my opinion, if it's not something ridiculous, obviously, and I don't think being paid would be ridiculous, it shows that there is some kind of, whether it's paid or more compensation or more financial help, there is something that has to be done in the NCAA. Yeah. Well, whether or not that's what you believe, and I'm on the camp that unless it's like a small stipend for living, I don't agree with paying athletes. That still would be paying them, though. However, though, that's not the issue today. The issue is regardless of whether or not you believe that they should be paid, believe they shouldn't be paid, the rule says you can't yeah, pay. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about right no, now. No, I know. I'm, I'm just, that's like the bigger picture topic. I'm talking about what Lonzo is saying right here. Because, I mean, I want to save I want to save our real topic for the real topic of the day. I have no issue with what Lonzo said. I just think that he's also taking it in a situation where – He's talking about something that's really not the big issue today. True, but that's why I didn't bring. That's why I'm bringing this yeah, up yeah. separately from the big issue today. I'm saying when you that's, go that's further my, in. Yeah, that's my only take on it. Well, my <laughs> thing is every single co- today. Paul Pierce was on TV mm-hmm. and said, "In college, I lived like crap. I couldn't afford food. I'm from a really broke family." Yeah. He said, I, "When I went to Kansas, it was so damn cold." Mm-hmm. I didn't even own a big enough jacket, and the team can't provide me with anything other than the team apparel. Right. That he had to call his high school coach. See, this is the only gift he took while he was in college. He called his high school coach and asked him to buy him a big jacket and send it to him. Yeah. That's how bad of a situation he was in. And he goes, even today, we think these players get a lot. They do. They get their food. They're living. But I think, like you said, there might have to be eventually some type of stipend for them to at least... Or maybe depending on the family, it, more like financial aid type of situations. If a family's that broke and this yeah. kid doesn't have enough time to work and play basketball and go to school, there should be some extra help. Well, That's where the situation gets interesting. Well, what gets really interesting in, on that part is if you said they don't have time to go to school, play basketball, and uh, get, and work, right? They're not even allowed to work. That part to me makes no sense. I think if they, I they can in an off season. Yep. Yeah, so okay, but they should be able to work in the season. They should be able to go, and this even if it's just a job cleaning the gym after practice, and you want just. So I just don't understand the theory of oh, like give one player laundry duty, give one player pumping the balls after instead of having a ball boy and water boy, have people on the team do those team activities Absolutely. and get a stipend like. Here's your hundred bucks for the week because you did do mopping the floor after practice. Right, that's because what I mean, I know what you're saying, and they don't have time to get a job, even if they were able to get a job. They're not gonna be able to go get a thirty-five hour per week job at a not even gap. a ten hour. Yeah, I mean that it's school and basketball, yeah. and like if they have any other leisure time, that's when they go home back to visit their family during Christmas. Right, you know, and so that's where if it gets they, tough. If even. Yeah, well, actually, basketball you don't. Basketball you do not. Because yeah. yeah, even my friends in Division Three basketball <laughs> didn't have time to come home Christmas because you have games on the twenty second and then maybe games on the twenty seventh. <laughs> Jaguars extend Tom Coughlin, Dave Caldwell, and Doug Malone. Mm-hmm. This was one of the best Jag seasons we've seen in a long time. Trip to the AFC title game, the French's first division title since. 1999. Really? That long? Yep. So the general manager, Dave Caldwell, head coach Doug Malone, and president Tom Coughlin um, have all been extended. Owner Shad Khan is more excited about what's ahead. Um, That's why he added two years to each of their contracts, which really was set to expire in 2019. Now they will all run through 2020. Um, Very good. 2021. Sorry. Big move by the Jags. Honestly, I don't know if it's more on the general manager, more on Tom Coughlin, more on Doug Marone, or if they've collectively just done a great job. That's where I think it is. It's a collectively great job. Tom Coughlin's been there one year. 
Yeah. And we know Tom Coughlin has been a guy that's been able to make franchises do you, do, successful. Do you know who their coach was in 1999? No. Tom Coughlin. So since Tom Coughlin, <laughs> they couldn't do anything, and now he's yeah. back. They can do it again. So I think it was a great move by them, and it's a, it's a very uh, – it's a move that makes me happy, mm-hmm. so to say. Um, Cowboys make moves in their coaching staff. Oh, Kellen Moore, as of Boise State, Kellen Moore. The backup quarterback a few years ago, Kellen Moore. Is now the quarterback coach for the Cowboys. Well, that's great. So, Kellen Moore, um, after spending three seasons backing up Tony Romo and then Dak Prescott, has... Uh, is is a move as a part of the significant overhaul of Jason Garrett's staff. So uh, they have opted for Kellen Moore to be the quarterback coach, which I find very interesting because he's been the backup. Yeah, so I guess maybe he knows well enough. He works well with Dak Prescott, Pes- Prescott, and he. Did you say Prescott? I said Prescott. Yeah, <laughs> Dak Prescott, and uh, that, I mean it, it, it's a story. I, w- I would say it's a good story for Kellen Moore. He's, Probably more of a respect thing. He's probably a good guy in the locker room, good guy working with um, his other quarterbacks. They probably didn't want to bring him in back in as the backup again this year, so instead they offered him a job as a quarterback coach. I don't know how significant of a role he's going to have as the quarterback's coach in Dallas, or is it just going to be kind of like assuming what he did last year as the backup quarterback? And That's interesting. Like, yeah. What do you what do you get paid more for, being the backup or like being the coach of a quarterback? I'm not sure. That's why. That's I, an interesting you know, thing to look up. Right? That's why I was like, well, I don't know if this means. Like, I don't really know what it means. But good. For like, me. is this a promotion or a demotion? I think going from backup quarterback to quarterback coach. That seems like a promotion. It seems like a promotion. If you're starting quarterback to quarterback coach, it seems like a demotion. But well, I know backup I'm starting quarterback to backup quarterback. <laughs> I'm kidding. What? Oh, Obviously, I was like, that's a demotion. Uh, yeah. But this is this a demotion or a promotion? This is neither. This is a lateral movement. Is it though? Because coaching, yeah. you you're extending your career by actually it's promotion. You're right. extending your career and, and, and by lot, far. A lot of quarterback coaches become head coaches one. Or offensive coordinators, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're right. So this is a promotion because if you can't get a coaching job after you're not able to play anymore, your football career is coming closer to a stall. Right. No, no. Okay. You're right. This is a promotion. Promotion. Good for him. Drexel overcomes. I heard about this. The biggest comeback in Division One history. How many over Delville. Uh, over Delville. I know you're about to. I was. I was. I know you're about. Do to you tell know me. what the deficit was? This is Drexel set the men's and and women's. I checked Division One record for comeback wins on Thursday, overcoming a blank first half deficit to beat Delaware, eighty-five to eighty-three. All right, I'm gonna take a guess. It's gonna be ridiculous. I, it doesn't sound as ridiculous as I thought it would. Okay. Uh, that, that's my only hit. I was going to say, it's going to sound ridiculous, but not as ridiculous as we think. I'm going to go with... What was your first thought, ridiculous-wise? Ridiculous 47. Okay. So, yeah, it's not as ridiculous as you think. Yeah, it's 37 points. 34. That's it? Delaware let... No, but now... We're, okay, so this 34 doesn't sound crazy, right? right. Now, now here's the score. Delaware led 53 to 19. Okay, yeah. With two minutes and 36 seconds left in the first half. Okay. 53 to 19. And they lost the game. When you, I feel like when you hear thirty-four, it's like, eh, not that, not that bad, right? But then when you hear fifty-three to nineteen, they should win that game. Absolutely. At the end of the first, well, at the end of the half, first half is fifty-six to twenty-nine. They made a big run there in the last two minutes, but that's where I'm like, wow. Well, yeah, you're right. Now that's it sounds amazing. better. I was pretty close at thirty-seven. That was a good guess. That was a pretty good guess. It was a pretty good guess. 
George, tonight is a big night for the United States of America. I heard. The United States men's curling team is now mm. officially in. They beat Canada, and they're in the gold medal games against Sweden. Yeah, our neighbors up north, you ain't that good. They're not that good, except for they're very good at curling, except for this year. And actually, very good this year, too, but they made the... Beat them in women's hockey. Beat them in women's hockey. There's nothing to do with the curling, though. Curling. The men's team labels themselves the United States Rejects because they're supposed to not be good at curling. They are in the gold medal game tonight. As of right now, at 1035 Pacific Time on NBC Sports app. It might be pushed back to midnight. Will you be watching the men's curling gold medal yeah, game? Yeah, you know what? I will be watching the men's curling. I mean, it's Friday night. Why not? I like curling. Um, I curl bice- my bicep curls all the time. Is that the same sport? Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're watching on Periscope, comment in your comments because we answer all comments live on air. And I see a ton of you on there right now. So I'd love to see you guys uh, comment in. We'll answer any questions you have about sports because this is sports radio. Redefined. Can you answer my question, George? Um, Are you going to be watching I the damn yeah, curling? I mean, most likely. Are you? Right. Of course, I'm going to be watching it. It's curling. I've actually been curling in my life before. Um, I'm a big, a big fan of curling. Uh, I've never watched a curling match, what's but I'm a huge fan. That's the sweeper. Uh, see, I'd like to be the sweeper. The sweeper's a fun role, but you eventually, trust me, you don't want to be the sweeper. You want to be the pusher. You're, why do you want to be the pusher? Because you get to push the damn thing. That's way more fun than sweeping. But isn't sweeping have When we go curling one day, no, please, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to do ridiculous questions. Wait, no, you, you're the one who went curling. I know nothing about curling. G- give, me, give me some knowledge. You push and two people sweep. Sweeping speeds up the ball. If you stop sweeping because of the shaved ice, it slows down. So is the That cleans up the, the pavement so it gets okay, slicker. Who, who's more important? I don't know, George. Like when you push, like does the sweeping kind of put you where the little circle thing you where you wanted to go? Missouri's Michael Porter Jr. is expected to practice on Friday after three months after back back surgery. He was regarded as the biggest recruit. Mm-hmm. He's one of those like oh Ben Simmons, LeBron James type of recruits. I hate throwing LeBron in that conversation because. I, LeBron's like, you know, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, those are like singular moments. Right. But that type of 6'8", supposed to be the next big thing kind of guy. It's one day at a time, they're saying, but he, this team is on path to make the tournament. If you're Michael Porter Jr., this is the question. He's still projected to be a top five pick. Right. Do you come back or do you, do you just sit out the rest of the year and how be much, careful with your back? How much are they going to pay him? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't think he's actually being paid anything. The reason I don't no, think so is because his dad's, getting his paid. dad's on staff. <laughs> he was on staff at UW. He got paid for that. Yep, and now he's on music. That's not the kid getting paid. That's actually very legal. By the way, it's a great tactic. That's very legal. Yeah, I know. There's actually been stories in the NCAA of people hiring, for example, people's uncles to go work in the as a chef for the cafeteria yeah. and they get paid quite hefty amounts to be a chef in the cafeteria compared to the other cafeteria chefs and they probably don't work as many hours as and the they other. don't work <laughs> so I, there's been started i was hearing about this on joe and jacoby today they're talking about like past cases where it's like and they've had reportedly shown up zero times in the past year and they're getting paid more than any other cafeteria chef on campus so there is loopholes to this, which are forever going to happen, by the way. Forget this FBI thing. Those are forever going to happen. If you're Michael Porter Jr., do you come back or would you sit out? I'd, I'd go to straight to the league. So you wouldn't come back for the final couple weeks? 
Oh, for, oh, for I thought you mean like come back like next year. Okay, let me finish this. Let's restart this. George has too many just side jokes that he can't even answer a question. Michael Porter Jr. is back to practice. They're in potential spot to make the tournament. Mm -hmm. If you are Michael Porter, do you come back or do you sit out the rest of the year to just go to the NBA? I come back. Why not? play? Yeah, why not? I mean, at least you kind of show up for a little bit. Maybe you go from the third, fourth, fifth pick because you haven't played this year to the first pick if you have a really good tournament. That's you're not, fair. You're not going to fall out of the top 10. <laughs> Everyone knows how talented you are. That's fair. Yeah. Um, would you play? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I would. Uh, Porter averaged 36.2 points and 13.6 rebounds as a senior in high school in Washington. Yeah. Um, it was an All-American. McDonald's All-American. Here's the thing. Usually when we hear about these mega superstar prospects mm-hmm. – they're not averaging like 36 and 13. They're usually, even in high school, it's like 28, 5, and 5. I know, it's up. 36 and 13. Remember, we know Washington basketball. He was in as good of a division here against other Division One players. At, dominated versus other Division One players. Yes. But here's at the thing. Like these great schools. The one thing that worries me about Porterville is to have back issues at 18 years old kind of scares me. Yeah, that's where... I also sometimes say maybe I wouldn't come back if I was him. That's where you got to be careful with it. Right. Well, no, that's a good point. It's a good point. But at the end of the day, back, I think teams realize that back issues can flare up over and over again. So I don't think they necessarily – like it's a flare-up issue, right? I mean, he did he break something in his back or is it just a bad back? I don't know the whole story behind what his back is. It's some kind of disc problem. That's all I know. That's scary. Could be long-term, could be not. You never yeah. know. That, that just scares me. The Warriors, last but not least, are to spend their part of their D.C. trip with local kids as they won't be heading to the White House. Oh. With President Donald Trump tweeting last Saturday that the White House invitation for Golden State Warriors has been withdrawn, the reigning NBA champs have decided to go to a private tour of an undisclosed local uh, school to visit the nation, during the nation's capitals visit, so they want to just go. Um, they want to just go and spend it with some kids instead of going to the White House now. Okay, um, here's the thing. I believe going to the White House as an NBA champion, regardless of look. Let me say one word because I think I know you. Say. Doesn't matter who the president. It's not about who the president is. Yeah, it's about going to the White House. I mean, this is that's so cool. So many people would love that opportunity. And for them, for so many, not just the Warriors, but other champions to keep declining invitations to the White House as if the White House only represents the President of the United States. And not just the United States. Yeah, it represents the United States. It represents history. And look, I believe if you think you have a problem with the guy, if you don't like the guy's politics, I mean, whatever side of the spectrum you sit on, what's more effective, not showing up to the White House or showing up to the White House and attempting to have some dialogue with the person that you disagree with. That's where I've continued to say, and I agree with everything you just said, because I've continued to say, listen, I don't care if you love the president, hate the president, or you're indifferent. You, I think everyone should, this is, that's a weird state. I was going to say everyone should try to like think about it more in the middle sense, but where, like I try to look at politics, right? And say, Forget Democrats, forget liberals, Democrats, Republicans, whatever you want to, you know, conservatives, whatever you consider yourself to be. If there's a president and he does something good, acknowledge that for his good part. If he does something bad, 
go ahead and criticize the bat. Couldn't agree more. Never sit on one side and just decide because I don't like this person or because I love this person. Everything they do is either great or everything they do is either horrible. And that's why, like you said, if this is your country, if you believe in this country, to to the Warriors, right? Right. Kevin Durant wants to sit with LeBron and say things about politics in an Uber ride all over the internet, right? Right. So why not? Instead of just talking about we need an action, mm-hmm. be part of the action. Absolutely. Go, go to the White House. Guess what? In front of cameras and everything. If you try to talk to President Trump about politics, he's not going to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He, he guess what President Trump's going to have to do? Speak to you. Yeah. And, and talk to, to you about that. the situation. And maybe you'll come out with a different perspective. Maybe you'll come out hating him more. Maybe you'll like him better. At maybe, least you made it try. At least you tried instead of doing this. Exactly. All right. Let's get to the comments. That was all I got for what's on tap today. That's not live. Perfect. If those don't know why we're calling it on tap, we're going to start shows like this all the time for all what's on tap. We've decided Sant, Sant Live is sports on tap. Yep. Um, obviously, the radio portion is what is sports radio redefined, but Sant as a whole is sports on tap, and we're bringing you Sant Live here with this show. So every morning or every afternoon when we start, we're going to give you what's on tap for the day. All the little stories, and then we'll get in depth with all the rest of our stories. We're going to go through the comments. We'll take a little break, probably, and then come back with our main topic. Absolutely. Nathaniel said, I was surprised about the game, the Cavs game. I was not. George predicted a loss. Yeah. But I I thought they were going to come out and win because they were at home, whatnot, and whatnot. The first game as a new team. at home. At home, yeah. But it turned out that fourth quarter by everyone except for, I think LeBron scored their last 14 points yeah, last and night. and LeBron looked fantastic. Looked fantastic. And you know what was a big positive? Why it doesn't it's, – it's okay. Because LeBron, after the game, this was the first time after a loss this year, and this is the first loss with these new guys, that he was – Positive. Yeah. And, and nothing, no snarky comments. Now, let's see how they play tonight against the Grizzlies. Let's see if they can, if they lose to the Grizzlies tonight, it might be a cause for concern. My my meter of concern. Well, no, let's don't get there yet. Because we have another comment that asks how I, worried I am. Oh. oh, actually, that's right now. William said, Sammy, are you worried about the Cavs? And I was going to say, because I wanted to do an intro to this. Before we say mine, we're going to say, I was going to say, another edition of George's Cavs Worry Meter. So my George Cavs worried meter, and this is remember, guys, this is not to win the NBA Finals. This is to get out of the East. Because I just want to say something right now, Sammy. And the scale. What's the scale? Scale one to five, and there's points are available. So you can be one point three. You can be one point seven. What's the lowest we've hit? I thought zero to five. Zero to five. Yeah. You said one to five. Oh, okay. Zero. Because you've hit point five. Yeah, yeah. I was at point five at the All Star break. I'm raising it a little bit today, and I'll tell you why, Sammy. Look. I'm 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 on their box sheet right box score right now. If I this is their starting lineup: J.R. Smith, yes, George Hill, streaky, streaky, Tristan Thompson, horrible, Seti Osman, and LeBron James. That is that starting five is very similar to the starting five that LeBron James took. In this is his worst starting five. I know Kevin Love is coming yep, back. Quick pump of the breaks yeah. is pull out Seti Osman. Now say that lineup one, one more time with Kevin Love. LeBron James. Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, George Hill, and Jared. Sounds a lot better, though, with Kevin Sounds Love in there. a lot better. Still not great. However, do I like this lineup or the Raptors? Do I like this or a Celtics team that seems like it's hitting a young person wall? Uh, they, they're they what eighteen or 15 and 18 in their last whatever. Whatever games. Yeah. My worry meter is at a point seven five. Yeah, which is means, and like the, let's do it this way. 
I think they have a 87% chance of making the NBA Finals. I'll probably still leave it at like a 95% chance. I probably should leave it at 95% um, chance. My worry meter would probably go down after yesterday. And the reason I don't actually have a meter, but the reason I worry even less after yesterday is specifically because of LeBron's reaction. Because when Isaiah Thomas was in town, they'd lose. There was a lot of snarky comments everywhere by him and Isaiah and these guys. Last night, he goes, I think we all played really well. Like, it's a good – he's like, remember, guys, it's the first week together. Like, it was just all-star break. He was very, like, like Aaron Rodgers relax-esque. Right. Like, don't worry. But I'll tell you, this team's not winning the championship. No, most likely not. Most likely not. Unless I mean, I mean, you never know, you know if Durant gets hurt or Curry gets hurt. Or there are situations in life where things shock you. Where let's just say some this this is like the ultimatum, the extremes. Cavs have the hottest series they could possibly ever have, and the Warriors oh, yeah, have the coldest. Absolutely. Like the, this, is the only thing with the Warriors that we I feel like not we, but everyone kind of over exaggerates is that there's never a situation where they can have a bad series. They can. It's just. Their room for mistake is a lot less than any team we've ever seen, but yes, there's a chance. They're not invincible. Yeah. Not, we're not talking about Herculean gods. Yeah, this is not the Monstars. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty close. It's the closest thing in real life to the Monstars that we've seen. So we don't think they can be beat, but just like Michael Jordan beat the Monstars, there is a slight possibility. Yeah, I mean, let's just say LeBron James and the Cavaliers do win this, find a way to you know beat the Warriors in a seven-game series. They don't even have to make Space Jam 2. That's true. That is the story right there. That documentary should just be called Space Jam 2. Gabe said, a typical game for Westbrook, have a triple-double, shoot bad from the field goal, and hit the game winner. Gotta love Russ, man. Hashtag thunder up. Here's my thing with Russ. I love watching Russell Westbrook. I'm in love with this guy now. I love his demeanor. I love everything about Russell Westbrook. He's not going to win a championship. He ain't going to win a championship playing this way. I would never build my team around him. He's pretty overrated as far as a cornerstone to win a championship he's not the mvp but he's a hell of a basketball player and what and there's probably not another player in the league other than maybe lebron james and steph curry that i would spend more money to go watch in person so the only thing i'm going to discuss everything you said was correct except for that he's not a cornerstone player to win a championship because in most nba lifespans that we've ever seen he would be he would be it just happens right now that there's a team called the Warriors with two superstars and there's LeBron James. Yeah. If we were in a situation where Curry was on a team by himself, Durant was, Westbrook, Harden, LeBron, and like maybe Kawhi Leonard, Anthony, Day, like he'd be in the top four or five people yeah. to start a team to be a cornerstone. So it just happens situationally. He's not, which I agree, he's not right now because of the scope of the NBA. But in general, he would be a number one on a championship team if the NBA was a little more yeah. less segregated on certain right. teams. And I feel like in general, the NBA, you got like these players like, you know, the Warriors are like Facebook, communal company. You have LeBron James like Apple. It's, you know, he brings people together. They work together as a company. And then you got what, why? Why is the Warriors Facebook and why is uh, LeBron? Know, I'm just, I'm waiting for, okay. Just I wanted to see if there's a reason. I was just that. using tech okay, go ahead. examples. And then you got Russell Westbrook. They're like kind of like. I don't know, a brick and mortar. It's like a, one of the world's best mom and pop shops. He's a great business. But he's not this a, a communal business. analogy. I know. Horrible analogy because, first of all, Paul George, who you guaranteed me was going to hate being in OKC, actually enjoys being there. And we know That's what we said. No, 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 no. It's not what he says. He's told us before when he doesn't like places. Mm-hmm. That does not mean he's staying, but he actually likes it there. 
Right. He actually he, likes playing with us. Sometimes you hire a really good employee and then they leave. He's not. Yes, yeah, so that's not what I'm saying. Once again, I, let me finish my point. You're acting like nobody would ever like playing with him, right? Right. Paul George actually does enjoy it. Doesn't mean he's staying. LeBron enjoyed playing with his best friend in Miami. What did he still do? He left. He left. Paul George actually likes playing with him. It's a good organization. They have a good management. Mm-hmm. Sam Presti does a great job. And Carmelo Anthony today mm-hmm. compared it to New York. Did you see that quote? Carmelo Anthony said, in New York, it was all dysfunction, and I couldn't play my game and be happy. He said, I'm loving it here, and I actually play happy basketball. So whatever he's doing, people enjoy playing with him. Does that mean it's the best thing for success? Maybe not. Right. But – it's not a poor business. It's actually one of the best businesses in the entire NBA. Okay. They are a top 10 business in the NBA. Okay, he's more like Oracle. That's where the Warriors play, Oracle Arena. So you're comparing him to the Warriors. No, I'm not. I'm just using random business names. Omar said James was the only one to score in the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. Still the same broken record playing. And Williams said Clarkson, Hood, and Hill all bad in the fourth, which is true. Here's one thing I want to just play off that comment. And this is why I was more skeptical about this trade than other people were. Even though I think when I see them playing together, they do like playing with each other. And I think the chemistry is really what matters with LeBron James more and having more options. I mean, Clarkson, it was the what? Sixth best player on the Lakers? Six. Lance is probably the seventh. Seventh. And Rodney Hood's probably, what, the third or fourth on the Jazz? That was an overblown state. He was the second best this year. On was, a, was he after? Donovan Mitchell was not the second best player until Hood left. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> and Gobert was hurt half the year. So he's the third. He was the second best player. Second or third best player on the Jazz. I mean, okay, they're nice additions. And as a collective thing, but it, until Kevin Love comes back, they're going to still struggle. To get other than like you know J.R. Smith catches fire or someone like that or someone catches fire, they're gonna struggle to go when they need a bucket in the fourth quarter and they need to get someone the ball in someone's hand. It's gonna have to be LeBron until Kevin. And, Love but that's back. the thing. No matter what, after this guy retrade, there was nobody in the NBA that they were gonna get. They were hoping it was Isaiah. They were hoping it was Isaiah. But even with Isaiah in that lineup, was LeBron who was gonna really take over in the fourth quarter? Most likely. Oh, take over LeBron. But if you need a bucket, like sometimes you can be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to this guy, give LeBron a break for one or two possessions down the floor. There are some guys that are gonna be able to do that. Either Jr. is gonna be hot, or Rodney Hood's gonna have a good game, or Jordan Clark's gonna be fine. George Hill can score. He's done it in Eastern Conference Finals before. Kevin Love can do it. Now, they don't have that dynamic score like a Kyrie Irving, yeah. but once again, we've seen LeBron play some of his best basketball when he is able to be this guy. And remember, they've played, what, three games together now? They're 2-1. and one. Let's not overblow this. I mean, it's oh, not yeah, an overreaction. I think I, they've got, they got better. They, did, they, did. they got a lot better than they were there a couple months right. ago. And this is going to be fine. They're going to make it out of the East. No one's saying they're going to win the finals. Right. Like, But the whole point of this is they definitely became favorites in the East with this change right. because they were able to not be that old, slow team anymore. Now, now that they're athletic again, they're better than the Celtics. They're better than the Raptors. Right. They're going to get past them. Will they maybe get swept in the finals? Quite possibly, unless LeBron goes LeBron mode and wins a game by himself. But... It's nothing to be concerned. And I, I expected it to be the same broken record one day because at the end of the day, if it's the playoffs and it's a whatever a pressure moment, right? it's going to be in LeBron's hands anyways. Oh, yeah. No, no, 100%. Um, Omar said Westbrook just likes to pat his stats and coach can't drop a play and still no D in their alphabet. No D in their alphabet? I like that. 
I think that was uh, for the Cavs, though. Yeah. No, no, um, but Omar said Westbrook just likes to pad his stats. Um, look, he does enjoy having good stats. I won't say he doesn't. But I don't think it's about padding his stats. I really think Russell Westbrook just believes that him having the ball is the most ideal situation for the team to have success. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's not about padding stats. And William said Omar, so does LeBron. LeBron's not a stat pad stat guy. No, he's not a pad stat. He just gets a lot of stats that look like pad stats because he's good at getting statistics. Yeah. That's like saying that's like saying Katie's a, a stat padding guy. They're the same it's like saying same thing. They get rebounds, they get they make some passes. You know who really pads stats? Steph Curry, because he makes so many threes, dude. He just shoots extra threes. Yeah, exactly. LeBron doesn't pad his stats. If there's anyone in the NBA that really pads his stats, it would be Russell Westbrook. Yes. <laughs> like, we know that. Nathaniel said, I know it's not the season, but do you watch Bands of America? Mm, no, what is that? No, it's Bands of America. Let us know what that is. Uh, Gabe says, Wizards are better without Wall. Facts. But I think they're 8-2 and two without him. <laughs> they like each other more without him, but I feel like their ceiling is higher with John Wall. Yes. They're just clicking right now because, I th- yeah, personality clashes. Right. Um, Omar said, I heard a funny joke the other day. Uh, for, he's telling William because I heard a uh, Rappaport said it. Michael Rappaport said the only thing LeBron is catching Jordan on is his hairline. That's pretty good. That's a good one. That is a good one. I'm tired of Michael Rappaport, by the way. George is not a fan anymore. I mean, I like him when he's on like on Colin's show. He's like funny. I, I enjoy him. I don't like him by himself, like on his podcast. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, he's a little too much. Uh, I, yeah, I like him on like other people's shows where they can kind of contain him a little bit. Exactly. Uh, Le- Williams and LeBron said that the NBA shouldn't change the playoffs for him because of uh, its history. Dumb move, smart move. If we're not going to change things just because of history, then dumb move. But if there's other reasons why I could say it's a smart move. I mean, a seven-game playoff series in the first round between Miami and Portland – Obviously has its limitations of the amount of air travel you have to do and amount of time away from the road and things like that. So I do see like why, but if it's only history, no, it's it, because if we're only going to make every decision based on just history, then let's go back to, uh, you know, the, the All-Star game. Don't change the All-Star yeah, game. Yeah, and, and in uh, baseball, fuck divisions, man. It's just whoever has the best record in the AL and NL play in the World Series. And then we have to go back to five-game first-round series. Right. And we can't change it to seven because right. – no. That's history. I haven't decided if it's a good move or a bad move to change it to 1 through 16. I haven't made my final decision yet. I'm leaning towards good move. I've changed my mind on it yeah. and leaned towards bad move. Okay. That's um, I think the travel sometimes is a yeah, little that, ridiculous. That's the reason I haven't like... And it's not necessary. It's really fair. not. That's I think the whole East-West thing is overblown. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an interesting thing for you. All right, for people right. that say the East is trash. But by the way, I do think LeBron doesn't want this change if he was staying in the East because oh, no, it is an easier path. Absolutely. But for those who say the East is trash, you want to know who LeBron's faced in the Eastern Conference Finals I'd love to know. since 2007? All but one year, but since 2007, I'm missing a couple of years. Are you, are, you, are you hearing this? Yep. These are important ones. In 2007, he faced the 53-29 and 29 Pistons, the number two defense in the NBA. Right. The 2009 Magic, 59 and 23, the number one defense in the NBA. The 2011 Bulls, 
62 and 20 with the number one defense in the NBA. The 2012 Celtics, 39 and 27, lockout year, the number one defense in the NBA. 2013 Pacers, 49 and 32 with the number one defense in the NBA. The 2014 Pacers, 56 and 26 with the number one defense in the NBA. The 2015 Hawks went 60 and 22 with the number five defense in the NBA. And the 2016 Raptors, who went 56 and 26 and had the number three defense in the NBA. He never faced, as when we try to say he's faced just completely awful teams for his journey to the to the um, finals. I want to now compare this to what we saw from the Warriors last year. There's a certain point when there's something that's so dominant that makes everything else look less positive, right. if you know what I mean. LeBron's dominance makes the Eastern Conference look worse than it is, which now, as of last year, what we saw from the Warriors going, what they go, 12-0 and in the West? Yeah. Well, makes the West, 12-0 makes the West look worse than it actually is, but they're just so dominant that it makes them look worse. Now, is the East worse than the West? Yes, but is the difference really as bad as we make it seem or is it a lot to do with LeBron just being a seven times straight Eastern Conference champ I think it's a little bit of both a little bit of both yeah but though I think the narrative of the East being trash is a little overplayed sometimes I think the East is trash however I think the reason it's trash is because people realize if we and a lot of players realize why should I sign East I have to play, face LeBron in the playoffs every year no I'll go out West see I still think it's a little overblown because I wouldn't necessarily say the East is trash more than it's also possibly just a little more top-heavy. If you look at the, like, I mean, the Miami Heat are the eight seed right now in the East with the Pelicans being the eight seed in the West. Probably the same around, same kind of team. The Blazers and the Sixers. The Bucks and the Nuggets. These are all, these are like the last three seeds in both divisions. Right. They're kind of the same teams. Now, one thing I do like about what they said about if they did change it, Sammy, is they still have eight from the West and eight from the East. That's so weird, though. I know. Because then the whole purpose is kind of stupid in my eyes still. Because, oh, we're, okay, now we're just making it so we see Golden State and Houston in the finals. Well, whoever's better is going to make it to the finals. If they're really the best team, they're going to win the finals. Yeah. And instead of now now it's going to be the same bullshit that if the nine seed in the West has a better record than the eight seed in the East, everyone's going to say, well, why aren't they in? So yeah, what's well, the point of this? The problem is because they, they don't play an even schedule throughout the Then make the schedules even somehow. You can do that just, too. Just keep it how just it is. Just keep it how it is. They're also exploring the playing game option. How do you feel about that? The 7 8 seed playing game thing? Stupid. I think it's stupid too because what do you want to do? Watch a fucking playing game for the team that's going to go lose in the first round, anyways, to the Warriors or the Cavs or the Raptors, whoever it is, or the Rockets. What's the difference? Zero. Doesn't fix tanking. Like, look, some things. I. It's cool to get innovative. It's cool to get cute. It's cool. But and they might need a little change, but they don't. Like this not. I mean, this is not like fucking uh, English Premier League. Why don't we play a tournament in the middle of the season for the Champions Cup? No need. No need. Exactly. Uh, William said, "If they lose tonight." LeBron will say the same thing. Of course he will. He needs to. I mean, it's just, LeBron loves narratives, and this is just another narrative he's going to push even if they lose. But it's not, I don't blame him. It's a good leadership. Skill. What does he want his new players to think? Like, right. oh, we're fucked? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Gabe said, can't wait for Warriors. Okay, see you tomorrow. Actually, I'm excited for that because the Thunder have – there has been that little extra boost of the Thunder when they play the Warriors. 
And I would lo- if they do it again, it makes me at least consider like if they do play in the playoffs, they be in three. If they be in three in a row in the regular season, at least I know that they can compete. Right. If the Warriors go and blow them out tomorrow, it's going to be back to the narrative of the last two times they played, they probably were just not trying as hard. Hundred uh, percent. Gabe said OKC versus Cleveland in the finals. Facts. Say that again. OKC. Cleveland in the finals, facts. Not a fact. It's very fiction. Very fiction, according to George. Uh, Nate said, high school marching bands who compete for a grand that's national trophy. Yeah, One of the stadiums is the Indiana, the Colts stadium. Yeah, no, that's what I was reading when you that, and I was like, damn, that sounds actually really cool. I'd watch it. Yeah, same here. George, William says, players, he said, George, players leaving to the East has nothing to do with dodging LeBron. I think it has and I would ask then yeah. before I'll answer this for you. Then why would they leave the I East? I have other reasons. What? Weather. Okay. That's it. Miami's in the East. Yeah, it's the only one. People still go to Orlando. Miami. You want to go to live in Disney World? Atlanta's weather's not bad. It's true. Why is Atlanta not? New Orleans Atlanta? weather's no, not why? bad. Why? <laughs> They're in the West. Oh yeah, that yeah, makes no sense. Yeah. Oklahoma uh, City. They're in the West, but this is the weather. <laughs> it's fine. Um. What? Why is Atlanta not better? I mean, they were the number one seed like two no, years ago. No, no, like for free agencies. Like, why is no like big time free agents ever look at Atlanta? I love Atlanta. It's a cool city. I I don't know who said this the other day. It was an ex NBA player, but like location is far down the list on players' reasons for leaving a free agency. Like, I think a GM said, Dale Morey was talking about this too, I think on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast. Talking about location doesn't, like, he's like, we get we get people in Houston. Houston is not the top three location. Like, right. LA, there's two LA's, there's New York, there's Miami. So Houston gets free agents. It's about a culture that they feel like they can win. And a lot of times it's, who did we draft in the NBA to make a team good? And then people are going to follow that good player. That's why he said, I think the LeBron to LA thing is overblown unless, like what I've said, he's like like a lot of people say, unless they do get other free agents. Because here's the thing. He's like, this is what he said. I think this was Daryl Moore actually. He goes, I've heard players say, in the off season, and literally half the year we're traveling. In the off season, I can go wherever I want with this kind of money. Right. So, hence Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. Yeah, and guess what? He's an LA guy. He lives in LA all all year. He he goes to Minnesota. Whatever. I'd like to be in Minnesota, right? Because guess what he does in the summer? Lives in LA. And guess what he does half the NBA season? Is on the road. So I think the location doesn't matter as much. I think it's more about the organization. I think yeah. Atlanta's had not a good over for a while, right? Didn't they go through some scandal? Yes, they did. They did, and they're trying to sell. Do players want to go to that? Nobody would go to Cleveland if it wasn't for LeBron, especially with the type of owner. That's a very look at the Knicks. What? How amazing it is? Would it sound to play for the Knicks? Yeah, I I mean that's a great example because New York, the Knicks are you know one of the most storied franchises in the NBA, and but Dolan, people don't want to play for him. Going there, I mean they got they got well. They got Amari and they got Carmelo, but then after that, they haven't got anyone since because it's been such a disaster with, with those guys. guys. And those guys aren't, I, I was going to say the smartest. Those guys aren't even the greatest examples of players right. I want in my franchise, right. even. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Amari Stoudemire. Well, back then you did. Yeah, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, you got hurt. Wait, so, so y'all think it's fair for Curry to face Lillard, then Westbrook, then Harden, just to face Kyrie in the playoffs, for example? Well, you know me, William. I'm, I'm, I root for the Warriors. I want them to win the thing. But 
It's not fair. It's just how it worked out. But look, Curry and Durant are going to take care of business anyway. So if you're the best team, you're going to win whoever you're playing. And then flee to the East. Yeah, the I mean, the way he worded it there, it is way better out West. <laughs> Except for when the Warriors made the finals facing a hurt Utah Jazz team, a hurt... Yeah, but they ended up playing these teams because that's just the way it felt. If they had the number two seed, they would have had a different uh, different path to the final. True. It's it's all relative. It all changes by, by with time. Oh, it's going to change. I mean, yeah. let's look at how East, the Sixers, which... The Bucks. The Bucks. I mean, look, the Buc- the East is about to get way tougher in no time. In five years than the West. It'll be better than the West in yeah, five years. Okay, and then the West is going to get bad, get high draft picks, and then it's going to get good again. Yeah. Um, so it's like Boston's going to be better. I that Bill Simmons article today, Jordan oh, versus LeBron all time. But anyway, the, that's not the point. It's Jordan versus LeBron. The point is at the end of an article, he said where LeBron should go next year. And that's – can you take a guess? Okay. Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't like that narrative. Me either. I don't either. We don't know if Embiid can play it for many years. Right. But, that, I mean, that's just the what he's saying. Like, go and – his. this would be his legacy as the guy who's going to groom Ben Simmons. It's, I, I don't believe And then they lead to a championship? Yeah. I don't the know. Ringer did do a Jordan LeBron week. versus LeBron week. Um, a lot of the writers are our age, mm-hmm. like in the 20s to 30s. So it was heavy, heavy LeBron-oriented. Yeah. I don't know if you he, I, no, I he talked about that. He Bill said, Simmons today gave his as the grand Pumbaa. Yeah, he said he was freaking out. He's like, I didn't realize everyone in my office is young, so everyone thinks yeah. LeBron. Yeah, he's like, it's definitely Jordan. <laughs> yeah, well, no, because he's old, and old people get stuck in their ways. Well, he, but he wasn't. He's not that old. He's, during, he's, almost, he's like 50. Yeah, but, during the <laughs> Jordan, yeah, but he saw Jordan as a full-grown adult, and he saw LeBron as a full-grown adult. I know, but there's a nostalgia factor to it. I think it's, it's starting to become obvious that there's a nostalgia factor to it, and just like everything else, and it's going to be people in my age group, there's going to be a nostalgia factor for LeBron when there's a better LeBron, and so on. And that's why there's really, really fucking old people that be like, Bill Russell has this many rings. And you're like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> most old people say the Jordan's the greatest of all time, too. Like old, old people. So they, at See, least they, were, they don't. We just hear only from media uh, members that maybe yeah, yeah, that are know. in the Jordan yeah, age yeah, group. The point, the point, not all younger media members. Uh, the, the point of this conversation is not Jordan versus LeBron. The point is, do you think Philly would work? No. Me either. Uh... William said, who's Kyrie going to face? Wall, and that's about it. And maybe Kemba talking about not a bruise. What players left the East that you think was dodging LeBron? That's a good question. Did anyone really dodge LeBron? or He joined forces with the two most likely team players to actually have a chance to dethrone him. Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. He joined forces. And then he just dethroned everybody else himself. Well, no, the Celtics, the Celtics. Celtics got old and Ray Allen left, Kevin Garnett. Because yeah, he dethroned them. Well, because he got old. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not going to – if LeBron James loses when he's 39 years old, I'm not going to say he got dethroned. I'm going to say he father time passed. Uh, but still being dethroned. Dwight, Dwight taken away from Howard, I don't know what happened to him. A lot of stuff in the East was beyond LeBron's control. I mean, like look at Dwight Howard. So Howard should have been a force for a way longer time. I mean, I know he, he beat him to go to the finals, right? But he, if any, I know he went out west to like. What happened to Dwight Howard for him? Not his like basketball. And basketball happened. What basketball? The game of basketball changed. 
Yeah, you, that's probably what it is. That's all it is. I mean, he's still at he's still averaging fourteen and thirteen or something, twelve and thirteen right. this year. He's still dominant he's as hell. He's like a top three player in the league. It's not shocking. He still would be a top ten player in the league if we considered big men to be important. Maybe he's yeah. averaging like twelve and thirteen on the highest field goal percentage in the NBA other than DeAndre Jordan. Right. Just people need that right now. True. When you play in the Warriors, it does not help to have Dwight Howard on the right. floor. Right. No, that's a good point. Gabe said nobody is coming to New York until Dolan. Leaves. Very fair. That's what I've been saying. It's not about location. It's about location plays a role. But remember, everything I think in life has a list of what comes first to last. I mean, like location is definitely I say in the top five. But if it starts with shitty owner, it's a variable. It's a variable. If it starts with shitty owner and shitty organization, yeah, it could be in L.A. like the Clippers, and that doesn't mean you're coming. Absolutely. Fair enough. Should we take a break? I think we should take a break. We'll come back after the break. We'll talk about the NCAA thing. And uh, what else is – I like that. What, what else is on tap, Sammy? Don't forget to tell them what's today. Friday. And what's Friday? Trivia. Trivia top off. Trivia on tap. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Farmers Insurance knows that when you're in the car and that song comes on. No, not that one. Ah, yes, that's the one. You have no choice but to pull out your imaginary drumsticks and smash those cymbals and stomp on that kick pedal, which unfortunately is also known as the accelerator pedal. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. 